was just an article in the New York Times and in other places about they discovered something interesting about Jewish soldiers they were, they were, were, who fell were killed during World War II. There were around 11,000 Jewish soldiers who died during World War II. I, I never knew it so much, so the number is so big. But what happened is, between 200 and 500 soldiers who were, bo- who were be- who buried in cemeteries all over Europe and all over the world, American army cemeteries who are all over the world, were buried under a cross. You know, on top of every grave, or they put, if it's a Jewish person, they put a Star of David. If it's a Christian, they put a cross. And for some reason, there are quite a few Jewish soldiers who are buried under a cross. Why? Because they never disclosed their identity. What happened was many Jewish soldiers were afraid to disclose their Jewish identity. First of all, because they didn't like to, be, to feel different. But the main reason was they knew they're going to fight against the Nazis. And if you, you, and you're becoming a prisoner of war, if you fall into the end of the Nazis, and they discover that you're Jewish, you're finished. Then they covered up their Jewish identity. They kind of dog tag and so on. It was not written anywhere they're Jewish, that these people were buried as Christians. Just this, this past Holocaust Day was in Luxembourg, in, I think in, in, uh, in, in Belgium, I think. And it was a, was a ceremony for a soldier. His name was Satius. That was his last name. That they changed, they removed the cross and they put a Star of David. And in the ceremony was the American ambassador of Luxembourg and the Israeli ambassador and rabbis, obviously. And they made the whole pray, the prayers. There were never prayers said. 77 years after this, after this soldier was killed. He was killed in the beginning, in January of 1945, right by the end of the war. And the American ambassador spoke about the bravery of the sacrifice of the Jewish soldiers. Who is the Seishas? He was a, he was a member of a, of a Jewish family who came to America when the very early um, immigrants, still when it was under British control, they, this family came. And it took a lot of research to find out who the, who, uh, who the soldier is, because it was a Jewish, a name of a Jewish family, of a very famous Jewish family, Seisha, somebody told me the other day, there's quite a few famous people in, in American history with the last name Seisha, known to be a Jewish, a Jewish family. And... Uh, they changed it. They brought it back, brought, brought them back to Judaism, so to speak, even in his grave. Now, until today, they changed 19, 19 um, gravestones, where they removed the stone, they removed the cross, and they put a star of David. Because the the way that's working, they are looking for a Jewish name. It's a big job. Because you have to go, first of all, they look for, the Jew, for Jewish names in the cemeteries, in the American army, in the, uh, the army cemeteries, all over. Then when they find a Jewish name, that they see there is a cross on top of the, of, the, of the grave, they go and make a research if this Jewish name is actually Jewish. When they find out that it's Jewish, then they have to contact the family. 
And if the family, if they find, until you find somebody, a family member who is close, who he knows and he remembers, then they have to speak to the, to the army who are in charge of the cemeteries. And if everybody agrees, then they make the change and they make a, and they, and they make a stone setting ceremony, basically, service. The name of the organization is called uh, Benjamin Operation. The reason why it's called Benjamin because it's named after the first Jewish uh, soldier that they found out that he was Jewish and he, he had a cross on his, on his, uh, on his gravestone. And uh, his name was Benjamin Gerodetsky, who, who, who lived in the Bronx. His parents were immigrants and he went to the war. And in 1944, he was killed in Normandy and he was buried in Normandy. And, they, and then they, they, uh, they replaced it. They also replaced of two, two pilots who were killed in a, in a, two brothers pilots who were killed in a different of three months. They replaced the gravestone there. In Manila, in the Philippines, they changed gravestones of five people. I mean, not a gra- they just changed from a cross to a Star of David. Now, I'm sure many people read this, and even I had it for a minute this thought, 77 years later, to go bother, to drive ourselves crazy, to make a research, to genealogy, to look, to look for Jewish names. It's kind of almost looking for trouble, looking for the Jewish names. Then to look for uh, if the Jewish names are actually Jewish. Not everybody who has a Jewish name is actually Jewish. And, and, uh, and then to, to talk to the family, talk to them. I mean, it's all cost a lot of money. Is it really worth it? Is it so important? Then I want to share with you a story that I think will will give us some understanding what means a stone. A stone. What is the, the, a gravestone? How important this is. There is a story about a Hasidic rabbi, a great man, a very holy man, who lived in the city of Gomil. And by the Jews, it's called Homil. Everything in Russian, every, the letter hey is changed with a, with a gimel, with a G. Like in Russian, in Russia, they call it not Hitler, they call him Gitler. Then the, the yeah, then Omil is Gomil. Then it's a famous rabbi. His name was Reb Isaac of Omil. He was very. He lived two hundred years ago. He was considered a, not just a great scholar, an unbelievable scholar. He was considered a very holy person. The custom was, in uh, in Europe, then unlike Baomer, you know, we unlike Baomer, we do picnics and we have a big a lot of fun, and we, it's a great day. But for some reason, it was a custom in the, in, the, in the communities, in Jewish communities, that the Hevri Kaddisha, Hevri Kaddisha means the burial society. The burial society in every city are the people who care for the, the cemeteries and the burials. It's a, it's a volunteering organization. Today, in, in America, it's more the federation, there is special organizations, the companies are taking care of cemeteries. But there it was, the Hevri Kaddisha. Unlike Baomer, the Hevre Kaddisha used to go to the cemetery, to check the cemeteries. It was right after a winter, you know, winter, like it's a Cleveland, it's in Europe, in Russia is the same. And the, the stones are falling and things are moving and things are being destroyed. Used to go to check everything out, to see what needs to be fixed and what's, and every, take care of, taking care of the cemetery. In Homil was the same custom, they used to do the same thing. And then, next to a cemetery, usually, if it's an organized cemetery, there's a little house 
ויודעי פופיר, what today is a, is a, is a Berkowitz Cumen, the, the, the Berkowitz Cumen of the olden days used to be next to the cemetery. Then uh, the Hebrew Kaddisha used to do, after they walked a whole day in the cemetery, they used to go there to this house and make a little meal and say Lechaim and have a little um, celebration. Celebrating Lag Bomer, celebrating the idea that they have this great mitzvah to take care of the cemetery because it's considered a very important mitzvah. By the time they used to go to the party, they used to send somebody out with a wagon to pick up the rabbi, Rabbi Isaac of Homil, and to bring him to the party. They didn't bother him a whole day with the cemetery. And his custom was used to be, he first used to go to the cemetery, take a general look at what's going on in the cemetery, and then enter to the party and join the burial society, the club of the burial society people, and say some words of Torah, talk to them, say l'chaim with them, and so on. One year, the basic of Omil, they did their job, and they sent somebody to pick him up. He arrived to the cemetery, as usual, he took a walk in the cemetery. He goes around, <coughs> he stops next to one of the gravestones, next to one of the, of gra- the graves, and he looks and looks and looks, and then he closes his eyes and he thinks, and they see that he's like in a different world. Then he turns to his assistant and he told them, call me the head of the Hever Kaddish, the head of the burial society who is in charge of the old, the old cemetery. He calls them, he tells them, this person who is buried there is suffering in heaven because on the stone is written that this man is, there is very oh, complimentary things on his stone. You see, today on a stone, most of the world is writing on the stone, what do you write? The name. Then you write the day he was born, the day he died. And then they wrote a father, a husband, a grandfather, a very loving father, something like this, one line. In the Orthodox community, the custom is to write on a stone a whole eulogy. He was the rabbi of this, and he did this, and he went there, and he did this. It's a whole list. The joke today is then you have to put it on a make, you have to make it electronic because it's so long that people should be able to swipe it up and down. That's how much. That's how much it's written. It turned into a ridiculous thing. It's like they write too much. But that's why the stones, if you go in Berkowitz, I mean, in Mount Aleph or any cemetery, and you see in Hebrew, the Hebrew, the Hebrew writings is much longer than the English writings. It's a whole speech, all the good things that this person did. He stands by this stone, and he, he tells the, the head of the cemetery, the Gabbai of the Heve Kaddish, it's called, the one who is in charge of the burial society, that this man is being asked in heaven by the heavenly court if this what they wrote about you is true. They write that you were smart and you were righteous and you were kind. It's not true. And because it's, they write about them on the stone, then this person in heaven is not, is, doesn't find peace. Because it's not true. Then... Um, then the guy by from Hever Kadisha, the guy is standing and looking, saying, like, well, what, what should I do with that? Like, well, what do you want from me? He tells him, go bring an axe. He bought an axe, 
and he told them, I want you to erase this line. The compliments, the, 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 what they wrote about him, that he is this and this and this, so it was not true, erase it. And when he erased the whole, this, few, this line or whatever, this few compliments, this few titles that they wrote about him, he, he then left and he came into the little house, sat down with, with this Heve Kaddish group, and he told them, now let's say Lechaim, I did a favor to a special soul. Then you see from this story, what is written on the stone, or what is on the, on the stone in top of a, of, a, of a grave, is very important to the person who is buried there. Go ahead. Two weeks ago, a friend of mine came in from out of town. She's from Cleveland, and she was talking to me on the phone as she was visiting the graves of her parents. And all of a sudden, I hear her talking to the groundskeeper, or whoever, on her father's grave... After 30 years, she realized that they used the wrong Hebrew name. So I hear her talk. I said, what's going on? She says, they got to change it. I said, what do you mean? She says, we used the wrong Hebrew name. She, I think she said that the Hebrew name they used was really for her grandfather. But they had put it on her father's stone. Yeah, yeah. So do you change it? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And um, how does that happen? Do they have to make a whole new stone? They can. They can take the stone back and fix it, or they. Can they can do brass. They do brass plaques. They could do over it. I was. I have this issue. Okay. So you could do like a brass plaque. And yes. do it. You got to talk to them. Yeah. Okay. Yes, and, yeah. and, and <laughs> very important when somebody is making a stone to give it to somebody who reads Hebrew to check it. You know, I go many times in cemeteries, and I'm appalled of the mistakes in Hebrew. Well, this was the mistake of the name. Yeah, so I, mean, I understand. I'm talking about mistakes in spelling. Anything. Yeah. Any oh. spelling mistakes in Hebrew. Unbelievable mistake. It's like sometimes <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm laughing of the mistakes. It's like unbelievable. Wow. Okay. So yeah. we, is there rules? So what do you put? Can you, you'll tell us what we, what, what do you mean? should go on it? Yeah. I mean, usually you write the name, but what uh, people do is writing the name. Now, on one end, we don't write, we don't write extra extra compliments. On the other end, if there is something true, and something, let's say, a person was very involved in a certain thing, in volunteering in a certain way, you see what is the gravestone is like this. When there is a gravestone that's written about this person, it was very, let's say it was very charitable. Let's say, and I pass by and I read it and I get inspired. It goes on the credit of the person who passed away, who is buried there then my inspiration is giving him an elevation in heaven. That's why on one end we write true things, on the other end we don't write things that are natural. If it's natural, it's being demanded in heaven, why are they making up stories about you? You fool the world. It's, it's, it's a bad thing. On the other end, if it's something is true and a person passes by and reads it and gets inspired, that's, that's a big deal. Honestly, I don't know that I have seen for myself or have paid attention to You're gravestones right. for just conservative You're burials. Right. I've not seen that. You're right. Most of the gravestones in America are just the name and the, and the, and the, and the dates and that's it. 
And, and to a point they as well. And, and they Jewish born star. Yes, 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 yes. And father, son, whatever. Okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you see from this that, that to take off a cross and to, put, and to put a star of David is very important because this is his identity. And when somebody passes by, you say, oh, it's a Jewish person. If it's a Jewish person who passes by and he sees another Jew who fell, he might stand by and say a, a prayer for him. Even just by the grave, stopping by and saying, saying a little prayer is, is also good for the soul, you understand? And all of these things are, are important. But ultimately... There is something, it's called a living monument. A living monument means like a living gravestone. A living gravestone means, who is the living gravestone? Who is the living monument of the person who died? That's us. We are the children and the grandchildren of the people who died. Then when we do good deeds, this is the real gravestone. The gravestone is important. We, we pay attention to it, but we don't get too excited about it because ultimately, the real living monument, the living stones who are running around on the streets and can make a difference, they're making mitzvahs, it's us. When we do a mitzvah, from every mitzvah that I do, a little piece goes to my, to my parents and my grandparents because I am here because of them. Now, now more than that, when, when I think about it, if the person who died used to do a specific thing and now he died and he doesn't do it anymore, that I can, I, can, I can decide that I'll do in addition to what my own mitzvah, what I'm supposed to do for myself, I'll continue to do something what these people used to do. And in this way, I keep them alive. I keep them going. This is ultimately the most important thing. Then uh, it's nice to, to be busy with the gravestone and all of this, but ultimately, it's what we are doing when we are alive. That's the really important thing.